everyone. Good morning. Oh, that's, that's not how I say it. I say it like this. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the life of Riley. Happy Tuesday. We're officially in the first Tuesday of May. This is very exciting. And I just wanted to say hello, and I'm really excited to bring you today's episode. I won't do too long of an intro, but as always, I hope that you and your loved ones are staying healthy and safe during the social distancing period, and I know that we're all looking forward to things going back to normal, but I hope you're making the most of this time, just as I am. So today's episode is going to be 10 Lessons from a Former Sorority President. Newsflash, I'll give you a hint, it's me, I'm the former sorority president, and these are just life lessons that I have gathered from not only my time as sorority president, but kind of my time in sorority in general, but especially as president, things that I saw, things that I experienced. And I just feel like there are probably a few life lessons that you may already know, you may not, but I just thought I would share them with you. So let's dive in for today and enjoy this episode of The Life of Riley. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. The first lesson that I learned from my time as a sorority president is to always be prepared. Always be prepared. And what do I mean by that? I literally mean having things at the ready that you may not know that you need until you really need them. For example, I keep makeup in my car. I literally have a second set of makeup. I buy a second set of makeup and I keep it in my car for times where I need to touch up because I wasn't planning on going somewhere, but now I am. I keep that in my car. I keep extra clothes in my car. I pack a swimsuit. I pack PJs like sweats. I have a towel. I also have rollerblades in there in case I ever need a rollerblade for some reason. Um, I have umbrellas. I have snacks. I have water. I have bottles of water in my car because you just never know where you're going to end up and what you're going to need. Also, like I keep tied sticks, like tied to go stain remover sticks on me. I keep like a toothbrush. I keep um, like dental floss, just things that you may need. And they really come in handy when you need them. A nail file, stuff like that. Also, um, something that I really suggest is like preparing for the day. So if you have a really long day, pack your own snacks pack, you know, a change of clothes. Actually, this is a really big one that you may not think of, but like, let's say you have to dress up for something and you're wearing like tight jeans or you're wearing like a dress or something. I always like to pack a pair of like loose shorts to put on for the car ride home. So especially like commuting, I went to school in Orange County, but I spent a lot of time in LA over my four years. Commuting back from LA in rush hour traffic, I hated doing that in my work clothes. So having an extra pair of comfy shorts just to slip on before you start driving really makes the difference for sure. And the last thing about being prepared is this is just a little fun little secret that I did. I always kept dumb dumb suckers like the little suckers on hand at all times I kept them in my car mostly so I could eat them while I'm driving and I also kept them in my backpack for school to eat during class and here's why it's kind of like chewing gum um it would keep me awake when I was driving like late at night or something or if I was like kind of just bored and I just didn't really want to like snack on like drive through french fries or whatever although I totally did that too I could just have a sucker and especially during class lectures if they were boring or I had night class or something having a sucker to just like have in your mouth it just really helps it really helped me okay so that's lesson number one always be prepared friends lesson number two take care of your body 
So what do I mean by this? This is really about like thinking twice about tattoos and piercings. I don't have any tattoos, but I do have a couple piercings. I have my earlobes pierced and I have my belly button pierced. I have like the double piercing on my belly button. And I've had my belly button pierced, I think like a total of four times at this point because it's like gotten infected and I've taken out. It's gotten ripped out. It's done a whole bunch of things. And I still like my belly button piercing. So I'm very lucky, but I know so many people who no longer like their piercings and it's like a scar now where they get a tattoo that they don't, you know, that they don't love. Just something to keep in mind. In college, I also got um, like a hoop in my cartilage in my ear and I literally had it for I think a week and I hated it. I remember being in my bedroom when I was president. I had like my own room and I had like these big mirrored closet doors and I was sitting in bed and I was in my pink fluffy robe and I was drinking my tea. Um, My aunt gave me like a little teacup set with a saucer and I had my hair up in a bun and I looked very like girly and posh, which is totally my style. And I looked at this hoop. It was like a big silver like gauged hoop in my ear and I was like, Ooh, that's totally not me. I just thought it'd be a good idea one day and I took it out and I still have a scar from it, which like, it's not a big deal. It's just on my ear, but just thinking twice about that and also thinking twice about, um, just like take, making sure to take care of your body. Drinking is fun. Absolutely. And it's a part of college for most people, but like, you don't have to destroy your body in the process. And I'm not just talking about protecting your liver, although that's important, obviously, but like drunk accidents, like when you drink a lot, sometimes you can get hurt. You don't want to scar your body. You don't want to bruise your body. Um, I've sprained my ankle before after drinking. It wasn't really cause I was drinking. I mostly just like slipped cause I was trying not to get pizza on my friend's floor, but that was a bummer. Like I shouldn't have done that. And, um, yeah, just making sure that you're taking care of yourself and, um, really respecting your body and ensuring that other people respect it too. You know, eventually whatever time that you're in, whatever season, whether it's college or otherwise, it will end. And you want to make sure that you treated your body the best that you possibly could. So just make sure that you're respecting yourself and that you're, um, not only encouraging others to respect your body, but mandating and demanding that others respect your body as well in every way. And the last thing about taking care of your body is just appreciating your body. I was looking back at photos just the other day, kind of inspired me to do this episode. And I was looking back at like my freshman year with dances or my sophomore year too. And I was like, wow, I looked so good. Like not trying to be like that, but like my body was just so, I was, I was like fit and I was small, but I like had definition. And it was just like, I, I remember distinctly being at those dances and feeling like a little self-conscious in my dress because I thought I looked a little big or I didn't like the way it fit me. And just looking back, it's like, wow, I wish I would have appreciated that time because with basically no effort, that's what I looked like. And now a couple years ahead, I have to work like decently hard to maintain, um, the kind of figure that I want. So yeah, this just like appreciating your body and realizing that it's only going to get harder as you get older and really like loving your body at every stage that it's at. I think that's really important. So that's lesson number two, take care of your body. Lesson number three, assume the best intentions in others. 
you know, it's so easy to get offended and, you know, think people are doing something on purpose to bother you, but they may just not know. Things like not getting invited somewhere, of course that's hurtful, and if you're part of a specific group, it's hurtful not to get invited, but it may not have been intentional. It may not be because they're mad at you. They may have just slipped their mind. Life gets in the way. People have things going on, and, you know, being a sorority president of basically a bunch of 17 to 23-year-old women living in a giant house together, there's hormones, life gets in the way. Just don't take things personally unless that person knows you personally. Just assume that people are trying their best. Assume that people are not trying to hurt your feelings or offend you and that will really get you far because the moment that you get on the defense because you think that somebody's trying to offend you is the moment that any chance of reconciliation or understanding is lost. You need to assume that people are trying their best with you. Um not only for your sake, but for their sake as well. So that's lesson number three. Assume the best intentions in others. Lesson number four is pretty short and simple that I learned as a sorority president, and that is eat before you drink, period. Eat a meal before you drink alcohol, not Cheez-Its, not grapes, like eat Chipotle, eat a burger, eat something hearty before you drink. I cannot tell you as president, how many times we were having like a judicial board hearing, we call it CRS, but you know, whatever, a judicial board hearing. And we're like talking to Betty, Betty Crocker about why she, you know, blacked out on Friday night at the mixer and Betty Crocker inevitably didn't eat. She had like a carrot before because she didn't want to be bloated in her dress. Eat a meal, you guys. It will be more enjoyable. You want to have something in your stomach period, done, eat a meal before you consume alcohol. Okay, good. Lesson number five, watch your social media. This is something that I learned time and time again as sorority president. You need to be careful about what you post on social media. Even if you think that it doesn't get around, I promise you it does. I cannot tell you how many times I saw Instagram or Snapchat stories of girls that had blocked me, (laughs) of girls that, you know, their Finstas or whatever, like people send stuff, people can screenshot, people can screen record. It's out there for a lot longer than you think it is. And You don't want people to get the wrong impression of you because you don't always act like that. You're not always taking shots, you know, like out of a shoe or something. Like you're not always doing that. So don't give people the impression that you are because that's not who you are. You don't want to, you don't want to give that impression. And I also think that there's something just kind of magical and fun about having your private life private and your moments with friends off social media. I think that those memories that just live even on your camera roll, even taking photos of it, you know, and not posting it, like those memories that just live on your camera roll and in your mind are for me, at least like the most fun. I remember those moments more than I remember what was on my Instagram and my Snapchat story. I think that just keeping in mind that eventually you don't want somebody to see a photo of you on social media that you had no intention of ever getting out because once it gets posted, it's totally out of your control who sees it. So just remember to be cognizant of what you're posting and also to the best of your ability, try and you know be aware of what others are posting of you. So number five was watch your social media, okay? Number six, that boy will not matter, okay? And if he does matter, like if he literally is a going concern in 20 years, like you've already gotten married and none of this will be a problem. But if that's not the case, just remember 
boys are dumb, especially in college. Their priorities aren't straight when it comes to committed relationships, and that is seriously okay. It is okay to go through phases of life where a boy is not ready to commit to you and be monogamous and faithful for five years. That's fine. It is not your fault. It is not because you did something wrong. It's not about you. It's about the other person. So just remember in romantic relationships, if something doesn't work out, of course you want to be self-aware and of course you always want to better yourself, but it's probably not your fault. You probably had nothing to do with the reason why they don't like you or they didn't call you back or they didn't text you back. I can tell you, yeah, like I've had times where like I thought something went really well and the person just didn't text me back or whatever. Like it's not... It's, it's not a bad thing. Like it hurts and it sucks, I guess, but it's not about you. You didn't do anything wrong and make sure that you're focusing on doing things that make sure that you're being yourself. You know, I promise you that when you look back on your life, it's going to be so much more enjoyable if you spent time being yourself as opposed to spending time trying to be someone for a boy to like you. I did that in college. I literally did that. I tried to act a certain way, wear a certain outfit, whatever, to like fit in with what I thought the guy wanted from me and I wasn't for him and it was never going to work out anyways. So I think that it's just important to remember that that boy is not going to matter and be yourself because It's never worth changing for someone else. That is not the right person for you if you have to behave in a manner that's not true to who you are. And that's a hard thing to recognize in college, but I'm telling you as someone who lived it and saw it from other people and saw it in myself, be yourself because that's what matters more than any relationship that you're going to have. Number seven is to say yes. I'm drinking a little bit of my coffee right now. Hold on. Number seven is really about saying yes to things, saying yes to outings. If your friends want to go somewhere or do something, barring a safety issue, do it, go for it. If you have time, say yes, say yes to clubs. You know, these are lessons from a sorority president, but I know not everyone will join a sorority or have the opportunity, but if you can afford it, say yes to a sorority or a fraternity, even if it's not your top choice house. If you're going through recruitment and it's not your top choice house, say yes to that house because there's a reason that you ended up there and they want you. They love you and they want you and that means something. Say yes to different opportunities. Say yes to internships and jobs. Of course, there is something to be said about finding the opportunity that fits you well, but for the most part in life, take opportunities as they come to you. If something is offered to you, take it, do it, try it, you know, say yes to dates, say yes to lunches and meetings with friends. I promise you that it will make a difference in the end. You know, it's the small things that I remember like grabbing Froyo with my friends or grabbing dinner and just like randomly being in bed and someone's like, do you want to go do this? And I don't really want to go do it in the moment because like I've already like lathered up in coconut oil and take my makeup off for the night, but I'll just hop in the car and go be along for the ride. And I promise you that those are the moments that you're going to remember a lot more than the things that you said no to. Even things like fraternity formals and stuff, like I was nervous to say yes to people at first, but like just go. You're going to end up having fun in some way or another. It may not be the kind of fun that you expected to have or that you thought you were going to have, but you're going to have fun. And the more you say yes to things, the more opportunity you have to enjoy yourself and learn something new. It's an automatic non-learning opportunity, non-fun having time if you say no. But at least if you say yes, you're giving yourself that chance and you deserve to give yourself that chance. So say yes to things. 
Lesson number eight is call your parents. Let mom and dad know how you're doing, what you're doing. Let them know where their money is going or where your money is going if you're supporting yourself. Send pictures of your life, you know. Generally, parents want to see you being happy and enjoying yourself. So they put a lot of love and effort into raising you. And so include them whenever you can for the rest of your life. You know, whenever there's a moment to share with your parents, share it with them because that's the greatest joy that you can give them. And I know it sounds annoying now and it's like, well, I don't want to tell my mom I'm going out to a fraternity party drinking. Okay. I didn't always tell my mother that I was going to a fraternity party drinking, but you know, if she and I went shopping together and I was wearing an outfit that she bought me, I absolutely sent a photo to her because she loves to see her efforts going somewhere. Or if I got an A on a test, I would call my mom and I would call my dad and I would tell them because they undoubtedly helped me, you know, study for that test or write that paper or whatever. So I think that it's just a great way to let them know that their hard work and dedication culminated in this amazing life for you. And for the rest of your life, you know, whether you have children or you don't have children, whether you pursue a career field that's similar to theirs or different, they always are going to want to know what's going on with you. And generally speaking, that's going to bring parents the greatest joy of their life is to see you living your own life and being happy and being successful. So include them. It's the best way that you can thank them for everything that they did for you is just including them in what's going on. So call your parents. Number nine, lesson number nine is your success is your own. Okay, don't compare yourself to others. The saying comparison is the thief of joy. I can't tell you how true that is. There's always going to be someone better than you in the room in something. Like there's always going to be someone prettier than you, smarter than you, faster than you, stronger than you, whatever. And you may be that person in the room. You may be like the best looking, the best in shape, the smartest, the highest test score. You may be that person, but there's no one else that you need to compare yourself to at all, ever. Success is what you feel success is. Work hard and do what you like. You know, it's it's not important to follow the path that somebody else has already done. Of course, it's helpful to take bits and pieces of other people's lives and incorporate them into your own to give you a little bit of direction in life. But it's okay if your path is different from someone else. Even if you seem to be really, really similar to that person, and even if they have, you know, maybe the job title that you want, you're not that person. You don't have to do the same thing as them. In fact, I encourage you not to do the same thing as them because all it's going to do is distract from what you really want because you're going to be so hyper-focused on doing what they did. You're not going to listen to what you're good at. You're not going to listen to what you want. And it's going to end up distracting you from your end goal. Absolutely. Don't let it bother you that you're not doing exactly what someone else did. Let it bother you that you're not doing exactly what you want to do. That should bother you. You know, it's so cheesy, but like compare yourself to the person you were yesterday. Don't compare yourself to other people. It's really exhausting to try and be someone else all the time. And if social media, you know, contributes to that for you, get off it or follow people that don't make you feel inferior. But just remember that you're, you're someone's person too. You're the person that someone else looks at and they're like, Oh, I wish I, I wish I were more like that. I wish I had that life. I wish I did that. You know, other people feel that way about you just as you feel that way about other people. So do yourself the service of not comparing yourself to people and do others the service of setting that example so that they don't compare themselves to you either. 
you know? Sometimes we don't think about that. We don't think about ourselves as people that other people look up to. But I promise you that if you're listening to this, somebody looks up to you. Somebody wants a part of your life that they don't have. And let them know that that's your journey and they have a better, more fulfilling journey coming than your own. Your journey is not going to fulfill anyone else the way it fulfills you, you know? And for all of you listening that are still trying to figure that out, Someone else's journey is never going to fulfill you in that way. So don't even try. Make the success your own and do things that you want to do. So lesson number nine is your success is your own. If I were to say one lesson that came out of my time as sorority president that has stuck with me and helped me the most in life, it would be this lesson and it would be number 10. And that is to listen. Hello? Yeah. What? Okay, I'm recording right now, but I, what are you saying? Oh, Costa Vida? Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. What do you want? Uh, like tacos or something? I don't actually care. Okay. What like I usually get is I get the fajita. Do they have fajitas? Get yeah. A burrito and tacos. I'll get a shrimp burrito or whatever. Try, uh, something that has like a high protein, but like not a lot of like cheese or something would be good. Okay. I can get you a burrito with no cheese or tacos. Well, I guess I like cheese actually. Okay, favorite. that's good. I'll have that. I'll have, have a shrimp. Yeah, I'll have a shrimp burrito. That sounds good. Thank you. Love you. Bye. That was my mom. She came in. (laughs) She wanted to know if I wanted something from Costa Vida, which of course I do. Okay, let's get back to the lesson. Listen to others. Things are so much better if you listen to other people when they talk. I learn more when I listen. I achieve more when I listen. People want to feel heard. Arguments are avoided when you listen. Let people know that they matter. You know, this is kind of a heavy concept, but you may be the only person that listened to that individual that day. If you listen to somebody, it may be the difference between them going a whole day, having been shut down, told no, interrupted, walked all over, and actually being listened to and heard by somebody else. It's that powerful, you guys. And I'm telling you that, you know, of course, be cognizant because there is a fine line between being an emotional like dump bucket for other people. That's not good for you at all, you know? But in moderation, listening to others, I think is just the best lesson. I actually, you know, I found that the more that you invest in others, the more they're going to invest in you. Something that I learned a lesson kind of the hard way in in college as sorority president was um, when after I won president, I had ran against this other girl who was absolutely amazing. And instead of taking an opportunity to listen to her and incorporate all the ideas that she had that she would have implemented were she to win the presidency, I just kind of like thought that, well, I won, which means I'm qualified, which means my ideas are the best. And so we're going to go with those. And it was a totally lost opportunity to listen to somebody else who was also passionate about the same things that I was passionate about and really learn something new from her. And, you know, honestly, incorporate ideas that would have made my presidency better than it was. And I think that that's a great example of a lost opportunity where I didn't listen. And in the end, I didn't better myself, and I certainly didn't better my presidency by not listening. The fastest way to connect with other people is to listen to them. And the quickest way to disconnect from people is to not listen. You know, I think that the best way to show kindness 
is to listen to people. It, it's, you know, kindness is the most important thing in my opinion. I like being funny. I like having my hair colored. Like I like getting my nails done. I like, you know, pretending that I'm smart or whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm really not proud of anything more than I'm proud of the fact that I'm kind to others. I try my best to listen when they talk. And I think that listening to others when they have something to say is the absolute kindest thing that you can do to someone. Listening to others, it doesn't take any effort. Like you don't have to come up with this great advice. You don't have to like be the solver of all problems. Just listen. And by listening to others, you're extending the greatest courtesy I think that you can as a, as a fellow human being on this planet, this COVID infested planet right now. <laughs> so those are my 10 lessons that I learned as sorority president. And they're lessons that I still try and think about to this day. And they're lessons that I've implemented in my life. And hopefully they mean something to you and hopefully they've enlightened you a little bit. But, um, some of them fun, some of them serious, you know, some of them just flat out, like, don't take five shots of Smirnoff vodka having, like, a split pea in your stomach, you know what I mean? And some of them a little bit more serious, but they're just things that I live by now. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I want to just also, like, say a thank you to my amazing sorority, Alpha Chi Omega, I know that some of my sorority sisters listen to this, so if you're listening, what's up? Love in the bond. Love you all. But um, yeah, being being chapter president and actually apart from being chapter president, just being a member of my sorority at Cal State Fullerton was literally one of the most life-changing experiences I've ever had. And it was, you know, so, so integral in making me who I am today and giving me confidence and compassion for others, just so many things that I'm so grateful for. So um, if you don't get to join a sorority, that's okay. You can get these lessons elsewhere like this podcast, (laughs) but I'm sure that you've had experiences that have taught you the same lessons. Mine just happened to come from my experience in Alpha Chi. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of The Life of Riley. Please do not forget to leave it a rating or a review. I really appreciate it. It really helps the podcast. And as always, I love you guys so much. Have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you next time on The Life of Riley.